Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Spirit School. This one's going to be a little bit different. I hope you're all doing well, by the way. Today is Friday, January 13th. I officially got the keys to Spirit School's first location, and the construction starts right away. So if you've been following me on my Instagram stories, I've been sharing a little bit about the journey of how this all came to fruition and it started on my son's birthday on October 4th and here we are Friday January 13th and I officially have the keys in my hand and I'm so beyond excited. Also celebrating this week I had my first international teacher who is a medical intuitive of course you know spirit fluent whose audience asked her to host a retreat in Canada so she's reached out to me to say, I want to be the first. She's like, I want to be the first to host a retreat in your space. So it's already happening. Things are happening here. So it's been a very amazing start to 2023 here for me. Health-wise, things have been a little bit rocky. I'm currently sitting here with vertigo and strep throat. My entire family has it. And uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. Last year, I remember talking about how we're often holding the dichotomy in life of things going well and things not going well. And I think, you know, every moment I have this opportunity to kind of choose where I'm going to lean into. So this morning was a bit chaotic trying to get a doctor's appointment for my child because she has pretty bad case of strep throat. And if you don't know about the Canadian medical system, it could be quite difficult to navigate sometimes. So it was a very crazy morning. And if I leaned into the craziness of that morning, I would miss all the beauty and abundance and expansion that's happening on the other side of my life, which is really around this growth with spirit school, which I completely believe was spirit led. So I just took a moment while I was in the space, giving it a great smudge, giving myself a smudge, really filling the space with light and vibrancy and just loving on the space. And I was able to hold that moment of just gratitude and joy in everything that I have been co-creating with the spirit world for spirit school, for Squamish Medium, for my life, for the life of others who will be impacted by the work that I'm fortunate to get to do for you all. So, you know, you got to take the wins and the losses all together. And if that could just be even a little bit of a lesson for you guys today, It is a conscious choice that we have to make in our lives. Like things are not always going to go well and not everything is going to go well. I typically find there are different areas of my life that are excelling and thriving. And then there are some areas of my life that require a little bit more attention and focus and love and change. And so I've been holding that duality a lot better lately and just leaning in where I need to lean in. And sometimes I do need to be sad and feel bad for myself. And there are times and opportunities that you have to give yourself for that as well. So that's what I felt like saying at this very moment. But what I really wanted to come in and share with you all today was in the initiation, I usually create the classes based off of what I'm inspired at the moment. And they're usually based off of the conversations that I see take place, the questions that are being asked in the community. 
And I create the classes in real time based off of those conversations. And what I wanted to share with you today was a conversation and kind of like this channeled philosophy in one of the classes that we did in the last round to kind of give you, you know, a little bit of taste of what happens in these more intimate development containers with me. But I also thought it was really important because I'm doing a Q&A. By the time you read this or listen to this, the Q&A will already be done. But in Spirit School, I'm doing a 90-minute Q&A, and I can see it in the questions coming up as well. And I feel like we feel often that mediumship is like a prescription, that there is an exact order to things, that it is rigid and structured. And there is a structure to it, don't get me wrong. And there is a structure that can definitely lean into what mediumship is, which is evidence that life continues and, you know, bringing healing through for people who need to know that their loved ones are okay and that we all continue on into a more beautiful space than we're even able to have here on Earthside. And so this philosophy and this channeling session kind of came through around mediumship being an art. Though science is starting to get closer to being able to validate the abilities around mediumship, it is still a form of art. And it is still something that we can have a better time. We can thrive a bit better on this path. We can have a lot more fun on this path if we can see it as a blank canvas. And if we can see it as something that we continue to improve upon as we lean into the artistic abilities of mediumship, because it is artistic in so many ways. And so I just wanted to open it up for you guys so that you can listen into this live class and just different things that have come up through that class. And I do trust and I do hope that whether you intend on joining me for the initiation, which starts on January 27th, or maybe next time if I run it again, it will help you no matter where you're at on your development journey. And I hope that you enjoy it. And if you do, feel free to share it with your friends. Feel free to tag me on Instagram, any insights that you get from it. And of course, if you have any questions, come into Spirit School's free space. And I'm always hanging out there and you're welcome to ask any questions at that time as well. So for now, I will leave you with the channeled class I did. And I hope you all have a wonderful week ahead and we will see you in Spirit School. The way that I teach is exactly walking you through my process quite a bit. I also want you to know that because you are all at different stages of your development, I'm going to try my best to talk to people who are newly just beginning and people who are established and are looking to continue to get stronger in their connection and in their abilities. So I'm going to do my best to weave in language that supports everyone. And I think I may even mention this in the opening call, but correct me if I'm wrong, because I do I teach a lot and a lot of different classes. But I would love to see us like remove any like stigma around using spiritual tools with mediumship, to be honest with you. I don't want you to call them a crutch. I see that a lot. I really don't like that because I think it kind of puts us in a corner. It limits us in a lot of ways. I hear this even in some of my client sessions. I was with a student yesterday and she was like, you know, I love to pick up things psychically first, right? And that's how come people who unfold through Reiki, so many people have mediumistic experiences in doing Reiki because as the session unfolds and as they relax, all of a sudden all these things start coming in. So if you are somebody who like naturally worked with Oracle cards, or tarot or any other divination tools, and then all of a sudden spirit drops in, that just might be part of your process right now. 
And I totally invite that as part of it. I personally never did. I didn't get Oracle cards until almost a whole year after I started developing as a medium. So whereas a lot of people come into mediumship through other modalities, it was mediumship first for me. Mediumship was the first thing I ever learned. And then I started playing with Oracle cards. Then I started playing with pendulums and getting to know angel energy and healing. So mine just started like a little bit differently. So I don't use them in my readings personally, but I use them in the spirit messages. And our teacher said, like, if you even have Oracle cards on your desk and say you're like stuck for something, you can easily pull a card and be inspired on like where to move to next. What I personally do, you'll see lots of mediums scribble, right? And I'm going to talk about this as part of the lesson and why I have this process, because when I expand my aura and blend in with the world of spirit, I get so much information at once that I'm constantly like, I'm just writing a couple things at the top. So in this one, it was mom, confusion, mom, the name Tom, the numbers four, five, six. So I basically write everything down feverishly. Then I look down and I'm like, hey, where am I going to start? Right. And something will jump out at me. So if I ever get stuck in a session and I don't know where to go next, I simply look down at my paper and see if something else jumps out at me. So the same technique could be used in card, right? So like Oracle cards or tarot cards, you could use it for the exact same function that I use my own writing that I can't even read for. So I'll share a little bit more about that process as we go along. I gave a sample reading from YouTube. So you saw that exact same. You spell your first and last name and you just see me writing things down and I just kind of started off. So I'm just writing down the first impressions and I'll explain what I think that is as part of the teachings of this class. And you just start talking and then more thing comes. And when I don't need to look down at my paper, the shocking thing is when I look at it at the end, often I need it because I don't remember what their name is. And so now I know what their name is so I can address them properly, right? And then I'm always surprised, like everything that I wrote down eventually unfolded as part of that reading. So that's a process I just kind of stumbled into as I started going along and it's worked really well for me. Don't let anyone ever tell you it's a crutch. Don't let anyone ever try to convince you that, you know, you don't need it. If you feel comfort in it and it helps and supports you in your mediumship, I say continue on. And if one day you want to try to stretch yourself and do things like a little bit differently, try it out. See how it goes. But it's so important for you guys to understand that mediumship is an art. It is an art form. They call it the healing arts for a reason right? So it's not a science. It's not an exactness. It's not fitting within some sort of like a law that has like one, two, three, four steps. It is completely an art. And you are all the artists of mediumship. Now, what teachers and mentors provide you with is paint and a brush, right? We give you the paint, we give you the brush. You are the blank canvas and you get to decide how you paint that canvas. Now, some of you may go down deep into the hole of like, well, she gave me green and I wanted red, right? Or why did I get a fine detailed brush and she got a roller, right? And then you start to look at your neighbor's canvases and you all of a sudden realize, hey, they started in the middle and I started over here on the corner. And I'm already working on the details of the like imagery, like the little leaves, and they're just doing like the base, like the background, whatever's going to lay underneath all the details that come in the layers. 
for me personally, as an artist, I didn't even realize you could do layers. I thought whatever you put on there was exactly what it was. And it took me a while in my journey to understand like, oh, you can add more layers to this. But realistically, you are all a blank canvas when you start. And though you may be handed certain brushes and paint colors, what you choose to turn them into and what this piece of art ends up being is completely unique in your path. Have you ever done one of those paint night classes? You're all painting like a bear or an eagle and like how different everyone's painting comes out, even though you're like literally all learning the same thing and using the same brushes and the same paint colors, but it comes out so different right? And that's how unique your mediumship is. And that's how unique the world of spirit meets your mediumship. And when I see people really analyzing it, we're going to be talking about this a little bit today. They're not treating it like a piece of art. It's almost like you're missing the whole creative process. And when you unfold into the mediumship journey, you are literally in your creative process. And I tell you, I've always like worked for government or race cars and like been in the corporate space, always in an office. And it wasn't until I started developing mediumship and I get the same experience as an entrepreneur. It's so creative. It's like one of the actually only areas of my life that I allow myself to be incredibly creative. Right. So if like you learn from a teacher, like, oh, this is how she gets passings and you go try it for yourself and it doesn't quite fit, you're like, I don't like that shade. That's like an offering to me. I'm going to go grab this red and like mix it up and see what else I can create. And then you have your own nuanced technique that you can then teach later on. Because make no mistake, if you are drawn to a mediumship path, one day you will be asked to be a teacher. We don't learn all this to keep it for ourselves. So it's so important for you to go through the whole process of creating something from scratch to creating something beautiful that you want to share with the world. And it's actually everything that happens in that in-between is the actual path. And it's what gives you the knowledge and experience to continue to share like the next wave of light workers, if you will, or the students who will eventually be drawn to you. You won't know what to teach if you don't go through that whole creative process for yourself. So if you don't like the brush you have, put it down. If you don't like the color that you chose, you get to change it. You ever see who's that artist that says happy little mistakes, right? It's just a happy mistake, Bob Ross. So it's like if we could treat like the no's or like not doesn't make sense, it's like little happy mistakes. Okay, all this does is give me a little bit more clarity on how I can recraft this and see if I could tweak it to something that is beautiful in my eyes. Because that's also the truth. I don't like Picasso. I would never buy a Picasso for my house. The hard lines, the eclecticness of it doesn't really fit with my decor. It's not something I'm drawn to or I would buy. But I do love Impressionism art. I love landscapes, right? Love Monet, Manet, like not like I could afford it. But people who love Picasso are like, what the hell don't you get about Picasso? And that's the same with your mediumship. We are not going to be for everybody. How we rock our mediumship is not going to be a one-size-fits-all for the people out there which is how come it's so much more important for you to realize your creative process and how you unfold in your mediumship because spirit needs us working for everybody out there, right? So really see it as an art, okay? And if you're not artistic, and this analogy came to me because I did do a few paint nights, like my daughter's an artist, my husband's an artist, my dad's an artist, Everyone around me is artistic. And I'm like, mine, I still have the same skill I had in grade three. Like my people, my humans have not progressed at all since I was like in grade three. 
nor has my writing. I don't know. I'm just like not an artist, but I get to express my creativity through my mediumship and I get to express it through my entrepreneurship endeavors, which I think is one of the most creative things I've ever done is create a business. And I love it. I love everything about it. The other thing I really want to say about this analogy is like some of my favorite TikTok videos, and I watch them with my daughter because she is like a mind-blowing artist for like an eight-year-old, are those videos where somebody will show progressive pictures through the 20 years that they've been drawing. So pictures from when they were nine and then 10 and then 11. And it's like these highlights. And I keep her pictures for this reason. She's like, why are you keeping all these? I'm like, because when you're famous artists, we're going to have a TikTok to make, right? And that's how I can try to reason it with her with like an eight-year-old, almost nine-year-old. So you can start to document your own canvas, if you will, the experiences you're having now, what you think about them, how you feel about them, how you would describe them, and something you can continue to use and do over the course of time. So that in a year from now, when you're still stuck in the same mindset of, I don't get enough, it's not detailed enough, I didn't get this, da 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 you realize, actually, I've come a really long way. And maybe the fact that I can pinpoint that I thought about this last year and I'm still thinking about this this year has nothing to do with the mediumship. It has to do with my thought patterns, the way that I think or the way that I feel, right? I'm a Virgo. Everything's kind of up here. And there's some of you in this community who just resonate so much with me. I'm like, you are me like eight years ago, like literally me. I can sympathize with you with that and empathize because I too am very much like that. But when I was like reading some of like the posts and the comments and I'm like, how do I teach this? Like, how do I talk about this in a way that like really makes sense? Like what I see going on and spirit dropped in this thought that like, you just need to tell them the difference between analyzing and discerning. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I've been sitting with it because I like to contemplate. That's like one of my favorite spiritual practices is contemplation, right? And so I have been contemplating and I went on an hour walk this morning thinking about this class and the format and the structure I wanted to do it in. And I was like, tell me more about the analyzing versus discerning. And so I sat with it and I started walking with myself and I was like, wow, they actually feel incredibly different. So like say analyze out loud, analyze, analyze, analyze. And now say discern, discern discern. Go back to analyze, discern. Can you feel an energetic difference in the words? Where do you feel the word analyze? Head, 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 head. Okay. Head, heart versus heart. Okay. So then you see the word discern. Where do you feel that in your body? Chest, head. Now I want you to pay attention to one of my favorite ways of discerning. Expand or contract. Looking at the difference between analyze and discern, does one expand and attract than the other? Do they both feel expanded? And another example of this is love and hate. Can you feel the energetic difference between those words and your experience of it? Okay. So they carry a very different vibration. We are going to talk in a later lesson about why language is so important. And that's where more advancing mediumship takes place, where you have the connection. And though you may not know what is going to happen in that session, you know something's going to happen, right? That takes a whole different level of trust. When you reach there, then we can start looking at how can we keep our personality in our things, right? How do we not go to complete like stillness and like 
become completely different people in our sessions, right? And then how do we then start to phrase things in a way that carry the vibration of my intention? I have a lesson here, but I'm explaining to you my process of how I get to where I'm getting. So on this walk, I started being aware, analyze and discern completely different energies to them. I experienced them completely different. So I do all this work and I'm like, I think I get it. I get the difference between them. This is what I'm going to teach. So then I go home and Google, right? I will not Google until I've done my own contemplation work ever. And if you're interested in a spiritual philosophy, and I think it's incredibly important in mediumship, and that will be in the last lesson as well. When I Googled it, I had an insane synchronicity. So I'm going to tell you the definitions first, okay? So spiritual maturity is the ability to discern, not analyze. So there's that, which is huge. Analyzing is the ability of the natural mind to process the information received through the natural senses and make conclusions based off that process. Discernment is the rare ability to perceive things beyond our natural faculties of the five senses. The process of discernment involves going past the mere perception of something and making nuanced judgments about its properties or qualities. Okay, so what I see kind of happening is this analyzer, right? Trying to create something like logical out of something that's clearly not logical. Talking to a departed loved one is not something you like rock up to a scientist and say, hey, this is what I do. Can't prove it, but you'll feel it. But then the discernment piece is much more passive. Another comparable that came on my walk was, you know how when you're sitting in meditation and they're like, just observe the thoughts that move through you instead of like hanging on to them. There's a much more passive energy in observing those thoughts. And I see the discernment as being a lot more passive. And maybe instead of asking like, why, 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 how, 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 getting into that sense of like wonderment, right? So I just wanted to really clearly give an example of what I think, because I think analyzing like takes the energy out of the room, right? And it kind of could even ruin some spiritual experiences too, right? And this is the quote that Skylar came through on the weekend. I was writing and then all of a sudden he pops in with a thought saying spirituality is meant to be experienced, not analyzed through like logic something like that. I was like, yeah, you're right. It needs to be experienced. So a lot of the things that you're just dying to know right now, like this, 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 will be revealed to you through experiences that you have. And often clarity comes on the other side of that experience. So I could tell you till the cows come home how it works for me, but we have very different paintbrushes and we have different brands of paint and I've already blended mine. So like it won't come through the same as yours, right? And the lighting's different. So do you kind of get what I'm saying around this? So I want you to really put on this like childlike wonderment when it comes to this. I want you to be like a little newborn baby in the world that's just like fearlessly playing and just like having experiences and then looking back at some of those experiences and starting to look at how it works for you. And that's going to be the tool that I leave you with today. Okay. I wanted to show you just another, because I also think discernment is a muscle that increases in sensitivity, just like our sentient abilities, right? So where we start to connect with spirit, I think that's them. And then as you increase your sensitivities, aka awareness, and you become more aware of the energy around, it starts to feel closer. 
it starts to feel more potent, if you will, more intensified because your sensitivities are increasing. So I think that discernment is also a muscle that increases in sensitivity as we go along our journey. Okay, we talked about mediumship being art, and I really want you to see it as art, and you are literally an artiste, and your canvas will never look like anyone else's. Okay, and as we move through every week, every single session you do is literally a new stroke to that canvas. You, every session is just a happy mistake because you probably learned so much from that experience that it adds so much texture to that canvas. You definitely want it, right? We want to keep it, but we don't want it to own us and we don't want it to identify us because guess what? No good reading identifies us and no bad reading identifies us either. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for being so open to my teachings and the way that I express. Bye. Did you know that Spirit School is not just a podcast? It's an actual school. If you go to myspiritschool.com, you can invest in self-study courses, live programs, and of course, the Spirit School Collective, my baby, my monthly membership community. All Spirit School offerings are intended to get you feeling clear, confident, and connected to your spiritual path, your development journey, and of course, connected to other spiritual curious souls who are having similar experiences to you. I hope to see you in Spirit School.